Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. Tonight, we are going to be doing our Waiver Wire Week 2 special. We'll go live for about a half an hour or so. We're going to look at the Waiver Wire charts that I put together. There's a link in the description below. If you guys are new to the Fantasy Fellowship, just go to thefantasyfellowship.com. It is uh, every time I'll, uh, each week I'll, I'll highlight the new, uh, you know, the categories as an orange and the Waiver Wire report here. That's what we're going to be going at this one. We got Sports Dog in the chat. What's going on, man? Good evening to Fabian as well. And yeah, the Jared Cook play. I, it was funny. Every time I see Jared Cook get a catch, I'm like, done. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of good to see. Healthy amount of targets and good receptions there. But uh, our waiver wire report, it is a juicy uh, juicy week, and there's a lot of important names to uh, to look at here. We're going to kind of just read through some of the injuries to monitor. I'm going to cover the quarterbacks, and then if you guys have questions on what you need to do uh, for your leagues, you guys can enter them in uh, the you know the chat below. I'll get to them after I, I kind of read through the quarterbacks. So uh, we'll just do a quick recap of the injuries. Ryan Fitzpatrick, we have learned that he has a hip subfluxation. I, I can't, maybe I messed the word up, but he's out about eight weeks. Taylor Heineke is going to get the start here on Thursday Night Football, and Taylor Heineke is actually a pretty decent quarterback uh, so he's useful in super flex leagues if you guys play in the fellowship free league that's where Heineke might be useful Jerry Judy high ankle sprain I'm, I'm thankful it's not a, a clean ankle break or a fracture or anything it sounds like I might have to update my numbers here, but it sounds like five to six weeks, and then we'll see what happens when he returns. Uh, so we'll be looking at some Denver receivers on the waiver wire. Raheem Moster, it was initially thought that he was going to be out for eight weeks, but he uh, decided to go for the surgery, which is going to put him out for the whole season. So we'll look at the 49ers running backs. Michael Gallup, of course, he got injured on Thursday night football with the calf strain. He's out three to five weeks. They just put him on IR. So we'll talk about Cedric Wilson. Odell Beckham, we're going to monitor his practice reports this week. Saquon Barkley, the good news is he did not have any injuries. He only had 11 touches, a small snap count, but uh, we'll see what happens on Thursday night. Brandon Ayuk, we got to watch his practice reports. We're going to get to uh, some of the 49ers guys later in the show, but sounded like Brandon Ayuk, there was just a hamstring issue. That's why they didn't want to get him out there for full snaps. Rashad Penny, he had some calf tightness. I don't know if we're going to see him this week, so maybe DJ Dallas is a guy to look at. And then just some names here that I thought were important. Uh, Antonio Gibson had a shoulder thing. Zach Ertz had a hamstring. Tyler Lockett, it was undisclosed, but DK Metcalf with a calf. And then Deontay Johnson, I think it was a shoulder. They all left their games briefly on Sunday, but they were able to return. Uh, so we got to watch the practice reports. Uh, so the quarterbacks, uh, these are my quarterback one streaming options ranked. What's going on, Justin? Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I have him as my number one streaming quarterback. I, I don't know if you guys do the quarterback streaming, so I don't know if I should continue to do this, but he's available in 24% uh, of leagues. I guess he's only 24% owned in ESPN leagues. And I think he's got a quarterback one value the rest of the season. The Vikings defense was not good, which means that this team could potentially get into a handful of high scoring games. They're going to play Arizona at Arizona this weekend. I know the Cardinals just lit up the Titans, but if, if Kirk Cousins is going to have to play keep up, uh, maybe he does salvage two or three touchdowns out of that one. Joe Burrow is 77% owned. I do like him. He's going to be at Chicago. He's a fringe quarterback one. Baker Mayfield, though, only 67% owned. So there's a small chance that he's available in your one QB leagues. Going up against Houston at home, I like that. The Browns scored four rushing touchdowns on Sunday. So you got to expect maybe two, maybe three passing touchdowns for Baker this weekend. 
Ben Roethlisberger gets a, he gets a home game against Las Vegas. He's about 34.5% owned. Jameis Winston at Carolina, 26.1% owned. I think Winston's he's going to be a, a strong bet for two, three touchdown passes a game. It seems like uh, with Sean Payton, they, they're just they're going to confuse defenses, it sounds like. Uh, and then Teddy Bridgewater at Jacksonville. That's probably my second favorite stream. So if you don't like Kirk Cousins, Teddy Bridgewater can be your quarterback one this weekend at Jacksonville, 4.7% owned. Tyrod Taylor just had a really good game. And I, I do have Tyrod Taylor on the list here against Cleveland, 4% owned. Tua, about 50% owned against Buffalo. And then Mac Jones gets a juicy one against the Jets, 22% owned. But if you guys play Superflex Leagues, uh, Taylor Heineke, he's probably like the only guy that's available in, in most Superflex Leagues. I think for the most part, you know, you're probably going to see 30 or so quarterbacks rostered. And no one probably has Taylor Heineke rostered. He's 0.2% rostered for Superflex you could even, you know, put him out there as your quarterback too this week. So if you had Ryan Fitzpatrick or you're kind of uh, annoyed with your quarterback production week one, Taylor Heineke should be a priority Superflex add. Uh, and then I just added uh, some more Superflex notes. If any of these quarterbacks are hanging on your waiver wire in a Superflex league, Jared Goff played a ton of snaps and got a lot of numbers. Uh, Terod Taylor, Heineke, there's Daniel Jones who had a nice game. Teddy Bridgewater, Carson Wentz, Mac Jones, Jimmy G. All those guys need to be owned in Superflex leagues. And then I have a list of studs here. So before we get to the running backs, let's take a look at, uh, let's see what we got cooking in the chat room here. So Fabian, he's saying drop Raheem for Damian Harris. Uh, that's a hell yes. We're going to, like, Raheem's done for the year, especially, uh, I know I know it's Dynasty League, but Raheem, how old is Raheem Mostert? He might be 30 years old. Um, I just, uh, man, like, it sucks for Raheem Mostert because he's one of the most talented backs in the league. He's going to threat for five, six yards per carry. He's going to turn 30 next April. So for me to get, especially in a dynasty league, you're getting a, a second year running back or is it a third year running back in Damian Harris? This is a no brainer. If you can get Damian Harris, I'm going to go do that right away. Uh, what's going on, Justin? Let's see here. Should I drop Zach Moss from Harris YouTube? Um, Zach Moss, if you can hold on to him, I think I would. Devin Singletary. Still didn't really, really impress me. He was able to get a ton of snaps, and I still didn't really see much out of him. But I guess if you're asking if you should pick up one of these available guys, um, it would make sense. If you can get a Tyson Williams and Jamal Williams and Naheem Hines, uh, Harris, like, are you able to tell me who you'd be potentially picking up uh, in cutting Zach Moss for? I think that would help me make a decision. Um, do you think Ronald Jones and Javante Williams are good RB3 and 4? Well, so the interesting news, I don't know if it's going to be on here, but uh, head coach Bruce Arian says today that Ronald Jones is going to be the starter uh, against Atlanta. So for, for me, I, I still like Ronald Jones. I'm going to be patient with him. I thought Leonard Fournette, like he, Leonard Fournette played like the majority of the snaps on Thursday night, but he didn't look like amazing or anything. He just kind of looked uh, subpar. So I think Ronald Jones, patience with Ronald Jones. I think he's your number four. Javante Williams is your RB3. And kind of like a really, the best case scenario kind of happened for Javante Williams where they he split down the middle 50-50 with snaps for Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon did get the 70-yard touchdown run, but before that, Melvin Gordon was only about 10, 10 carries for 30 yards. So at the time, Javante was outproducing him. They get Jacksonville this week. There's a good chance that both Gordon and Javante Williams can be useful. So I think you're sitting pretty good. Javante Williams uh, as your three and Rojo as your four, assuming your top two guys are, are pretty safe for the next week or two. I think those guys are going to be uh, probably having some better outlooks after this game because Rojo gets the Falcons and Javante gets the Jaguars. So just hold Pat. Uh, and then, yeah, Winston, that was, that's what's nervous is like you're, you're banking on touchdowns here. 
They don't really have a lot of wide receiver weapons. I thought they just signed, I believe they just signed Kenny Stills, if you guys remember Kenny Stills from back in the day. Uh, but so their receiving room is going to be a, a little bit underwhelming. And uh, basically he gets Alvin Kamara. So like that, that's cool. The tight ends seem to be useful. Uh, but Winston, uh, he, he looks better as a super flex quarterback too. Uh, let's see. I'm waiting for my number three QB to break loose and start soon. And that would be Justin Fields. Fields look good. Uh, it's a matter of time. The Andy Dalton project, it's just, it's, it's kind of like a slow motion train wreck. Like where you're, if you're watching that game Sunday night, you're just like, Oh my God, like turnover is going to happen. Like the next, like anything bad that can happen to Andy Dalton seems to happen. And I think it's just a matter of time before we see our man, Justin Fields get the start, maybe week three, maybe week four. We'll see what happens. I think the rate, if the Raider or if the, the bears drop one to the Cincinnati Bengals at home, that might be that might be the last straw. You should be able to beat the Bengals. I know they just beat the Vikings, but that might be the last straw for Andy Dalton. Uh, drop Rodgers for Jalen Hurts on a dynasty. I have Herbert as well as two QB. Whoa! You get Rodgers and Jalen Hurts is available. How many teams are in this league? Um, I wouldn't drop Rodgers, but if you can add Jalen Hurts, I definitely would. You have Rodgers, Hurts, and Herbert. I mean, I, I would pick up Jalen Hurts for sure, but I wouldn't drop Rodgers or Herbert. If you can basically drop your worst player, your most uh, your least trustworthy player, I think that's what I would do. And then I would assume, uh, let's see, I would assume Bradbury's going to cover Terry McLaurin. They try to move Terry McLaurin around a little bit. I'm not too concerned. The Giants did kind of limit some things for the, the Giants or for the Broncos passing offense last week, but Terry McLaurin uh, should still be in your lineups. But I think I'm – a little bit nervous. It's a short week for Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team. I think you're probably going to see a lot of running and a lot of leaning on that defense. So I'm going to downgrade Terry McLaurin probably to like a fringe wide receiver two, three. Good evening, Aiden. Um, and then circling back to Harris's question, he said he would pick up, he said we were going to cut Zach Moss and you have the ability to pick up Elijah Mitchell, Mark Ingram, Naheem Hines instead of Zach Moss. But I have Sermon and Brandon Ayuk. It's still worth picking up. Um, so my, cause we're going to get into the running backs here next. And my stance on Elijah Mitchell is I just, over the last couple of years, I've been, I've been into the 49ers backfield for fantasy. Uh, last season, I, I rode the coattails of Jeffrey Wilson to a fantasy championship in a couple of leagues. And it just seems like Kyle Shanahan, he's always going to push our buttons as fantasy managers. He's going to use two or three backs. You don't know when that guy's going to have a game, but whether it was Jarek McKinnon, Raheem Mostert, or even Jeffrey Wilson last year, it's kind of like this. Uh, it's it's like, uh, uh, what am I thinking of? Charlie Brown, Lucy with the football, just pulling our chains here. So I like Elijah Mitchell. I just, I think he's more of a short-term thing. I don't know about long-term. The good news is you have Sermon. So that does make me want to get into Elijah Mitchell a little bit more because then you're kind of just locking down the 49ers backfield. So in this case, uh, I would go ahead and cut uh, Zach Moss for Elijah Mitchell. I also really like Naheem Hines. So if you can get Elijah Mitchell, that's great. Maybe put a secondary claim on Naheem Hines. So I like the idea to lock up the 49ers backfield and we'll just let it play out how it plays out. And uh, yeah, Justin, uh, Justin Fields needs to, uh, if he's hanging out, like I should actually put him on the waiver wire thing where if he's hanging around, he needs to be owned. So I'm going to update that. Uh, even in quarterback one leagues, if he's sitting on your rosters, he should be stashed. He should be stashed because he's going to, He's going to ride through tons. He's going to get a lot of yards, and he's just going to be kind of a Konami Code kind of guy. Uh, start bench cut, Darnell Mooney, Jacoby Myers, Diami Brown. We're going to start 
Uh, Jacoby Myers. I like Jacoby Myers. He had really good usage this week. He was a high target guy. They played the Jets this week, so starting Myers against the Jets makes a lot of sense. I'm going to bench Darnell Mooney. It was a tough matchup against the Rams. It was a very tough matchup. Mooney is still the number two. At one point, he was leading the team in targets, um, so I, I still want to hold on to Darnell Mooney. They play the Bengals this weekend. Anything can happen. Uh, and then you get Diami Brown, who I know he played a ton of snaps. Let me just check the snap counts real quick for wide receivers. Diami Brown played a ton of snaps. I think it was in the 90% for his team, uh, almost as much as Terry McLaurin. So yeah, he played a handful of snaps here. He played 51 snaps. McLaurin ended up playing 55. So yeah, I know he's kind of a starter. I just, I don't know if I trust it quite yet. Uh, let me see what Andrew Mannion's got here. I'm thinking of trading James Robinson for AJ Brown and Damian Harris. Eight man league and my RBs are Cook and Aaron Jones. Do I pull the trigger? Hell yeah. Oh man. Um, so you're sending James Robinson and you're going to get AJ Brown and Damian Harris. Like go do it right now. You got to go do that. That is insane value. Because uh, James Rod, eight man league, you're getting AJ Brown and Damian Harris. This is a robbery, dude. You got to go get this trade done. Uh, let me know if you guys think that. Um, in, in the comments, let us let let Andrew know. Uh, this is this is a, is this a no brainer here to get AJ Brown and Damian Harris for sending James Robinson? I think you guys would agree, and I appreciate Justin in the chat room there. Uh, start bench cut. Sterling Shepard, Zach Pascal, Elijah Moore. So. Uh, Shepard, he's he's probably one of my favorite wide receivers that you could pick up this week. He, I have a five-star on him here. That's kind of how I rate these guys. Uh, Sterling Shepard versus Denver this week. And just with Daniel Jones the last couple seasons, Shepard's been his most trustworthy target. He's a short intermediate route runner. He does a lot of good things after the catch. Sterling Shepard can be trusted, and I think he should be a wide receiver three uh, in PPR leagues going forward. So I'm going to – like Sterling Shepard, especially if you can get him on the waiver wire, this week, I think he should be a priority because as long as he's healthy, I guess that's kind of been the thing with Sterling Shepard is he just hasn't been able to stay healthy for a full season. But almost any week that you can start Sterling Shepard, you're going to probably get a minimum 8 to 10 points as a floor. And then if he gets anything extra, that's kind of the bonus. So we're going to start Shepard. Um, Zach Paschal, man, he, it looks like he he might be the most trustworthy receiver in the Colts. I know Michael Pittman Jr. played a lot, but Carson Wentz was looking towards Paschal. And with Elijah Moore, man, I love Elijah Moore. I don't want to cut Elijah Moore, but I guess in terms of upside here, I know what Pascal can do. I'm never going to feel good starting Pascal in my lineup. So I guess I'll cut Pascal, even though he just scored two touchdowns, and I'll hold on to that. I'm going to hold on to the Elijah Moore upside for just uh, a couple more weeks. I just want to see uh, a couple more games because he played a lot of snaps. He had four targets. Uh, the game just didn't go his way, his rookie games or his rookie debut. Should we pick up Rob Gronkowski and drop Mike Jasicki? Hell yes, go do it. Um, Rob Gronkowski, man, like I, I was not high enough on on Rob Gronkowski. I thought I thought OJ Howard and Cameron Bright would be more used, uh, but Rob Gronkowski looks great. And then the thing that really worried me about Mike Jasicki is let me pull up the Miami Dolphins. Uh, if you guys are bored, I, I put out a, a really long video yesterday, but I basically I used Pro Football Reference and I dove in. And I went into each game and I looked at the stats, but most importantly, snap counts. I think if you guys want to win your fantasy football leagues this year, you need to just look at the snap counts a little bit more because for the Dolphins, Durham Smythe led the way for tight ends with 38 snaps. That's 70% of the snaps. Mike Jasicki only saw 21 snaps out of 54 total snaps, 39%. So I'm panicking on the Mike Jasicki. I think if you can get rid of him, I totally would. And then you're picking up Rob Gronkowski, who – 
sure, he could go out and catch two for 25 next week and get you a 4.5. But, I mean, you, you see the upside week one where he could go off for two touchdowns. He's a trusted red zone threat. So Rob Gronkowski for Mike Jasicki, sign me up. And then, oh, I guess to make it worse for Mike Jasicki is – He's, he's behind in the depth chart. You know, you got Devontae Parker as one of the leading targets, Jalen Waddell as one of the leading targets. You also have to worry about Will Fuller now that he's going to be back from his suspension. So that's three top wide receiver targets ahead of uh, Jasicki in the pecking order. And then you factor in a Miles Gaskin. Sometimes this Durham Smythe or the Albert Wilson targets kind of get into that. So Jasicki's maybe not even the fifth or sixth. He's kind of the fifth or sixth best target on his team. So I'm kind of out on the Mike Jasicki. Will Hollywood Brown keep up his 19.4 points weekly? Um, I think that feels a little bit high. Um, let me, I, I guess he's technically he could because he's going up against uh, the Chiefs this week, which leans towards, I think the Ravens are going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. Uh, but the chances that the Ravens go 0-2 is looking pretty good. Uh, but you can see through his career, his rookie season, he averaged 10.5 points. The 2020 season, 11.4 points. I think the 19.4 is a little rich. That means he's going to average, you know, he also caught all of his targets, which is probably not going to happen every game. Uh, But the touchdowns, those are going to be hit or miss. I think he's probably going to fall somewhere in that 13, 14 points per game range. So I still like Marquise Brown. I just, we're we're probably not going to see him stay at this 19, 20 point range. That would put him in as like a top 10 wide receiver. That's a really good number. So uh, again, thank you, Justin, for doing that. Glad to see you agree on the James Robinson trade. Start bench cut. Nelson Aguilar, is that Sammy Watkins or Quez Watkins? And K.J. Osborne, I'm so glad you brought up K.J. Osborne um, because I'm going to talk about him uh, when I get to the receivers. K.J. Osborne had himself a pretty good game. Um, So Nelson Aguilar, I think, um, so yeah, Sammy Watkins. Okay. So, the Sammy Watkins usage, let's take a look at that real quick. And the, the interesting thing, too, is he does play his old team, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, this weekend. Let me click on the Ravens-Raiders game here. So uh, go to snap counts. And Sammy Watkins last night, he led the team in snaps for wide receivers, 56 snaps, 82% of the snaps. So to me, when I look at the offenses of the Patriots versus the the Ravens, I kind of want to be more in the Ravens offense just because they're going to score more points than the Patriots do. Um, so I, I think it's really close between Watkins and Aguilar. I view both guys as kind of the wide receiver twos in that offense, but I'm going to side with, I think, Sammy Watkins, because as long as he's healthy, he's going to be able to make one or two wild plays per game. And I think it's just a matter of time before he gets into the end zone, maybe this weekend against the Chiefs. Um, so I think uh, perhaps I'm going to start Watkins. I'm going to bench Aguilar, even though it's the Jets. And then I like K.J. Osborne. I don't want to cut K.J. Osborne. I want to add K.J. Osborne. So we'll get to that later. And then, uh, yeah, Sterling Shepard playing against the Washington football team. Uh, I want to show you guys a new feature. Uh, So tomorrow night when we do our live stream for the week two start sit, I'm going to be adding – I got these new charts in here for you guys. Um, So – uh, you click into them, uh, they'll kind of hover up. Uh, this is the quarterback chart. It basically just shows fantasy points allowed to the position. Um, so I just want to show you guys the Washington football team. Even though they limited Justin Herbert, they still allowed a good amount of wide receiver points. Um, so they gave up, the Washington football team gave up the fourth most wide receiver points of week one. They allowed 24 catches, 270 yards, and a touchdown. And Mike Williams even dropped a touchdown. So I know that the football team, 
stingy defense, really good, you know, front seven or so. But I think with just the way Sterling Shepard's game uh, and you think about that pass rush, you know, getting Daniel Jones quickly, Sterling Shepard should be able to get open uh, and, and be probably the most targeted guy. So I'm not too concerned about the matchup for Sterling Shepard. I think this could be a pretty good one. Uh, so Greg the Leg or Dan the Man Carlson. I'm going to go with Dan Carlson. I, I, I think the Raiders looked really good last night. Uh, the Cowboys do have a fun matchup this week. They're going to be going up against who do they play? Dallas versus the Chargers. I could see that game kind of being a field goal game, whereas the Raiders, they're going to be going up against Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. So if you're just looking for this week, I think I would say Greg the leg against the Chargers. Again, there's uh, a lot of times when I make my decisions, I'm looking at the implied point totals here. 55 and a half points for the Dallas Chargers game, also 55 and a half points for the Baltimore-Kansas City game. Those are the, I guess the Seattle-Tennessee game is pretty high focus there too. So I think these three games are games that you want to get kickers in. So I'm going to side with Greg the Leg just for this week here. Uh, I'm going to get to some more questions in a bit. I just want to kind of give my thoughts on the running backs here. And then hopefully if we answer some questions here for you guys, that'd be great too. So priority running backs to add that should be available. And the way that I rank these is all about percent rostered. So I looked at ESPN. I tried to rank these accordingly to how many you know teams that these players are already on. Tyson Williams, he's probably owned in a lot of leagues here, set almost 80%, but if he's out there, he's worth an ad. Jamal Williams, though, I, I think if there's anybody on this list that has probably the greatest upside for the rest of the season, it might be Jamal Williams. He's only 74% owned. There's a slim chance that he's out there. But if you play in a PPR or half PPR league and you can get Jamal Williams, I highly advise doing it. He basically split with DeAndre Swift uh, as far as touches go. And then Naheem Hines, who I thought played uh, really, really well in that game. He's kind of – Naheem Hines and James White are kind of the same player to me. Uh, I think Naheem Hines just with that new contract, I like I like what's going on there. So he's 70% known. If you can get your hands on Naheem Hines in a PPR league, I would highly advise doing so. I did put Devin Singletary on the list. Going up against Miami, I don't love it. If Zach Moss is out, I would be interested in starting Singletary as a running back to our flex. Uh, but I just – I don't know if I trust it. Again, we got to wait and see what's going on with Zach Moss. James White, kind of he's, he's kind of in the same tier as Naheem Hines. If you need an emergency running back, too, you can whip James White out there and hope for 8 to 10 points. He's kind of like a Band-Aid running back. And uh, he's only 47.5% known, so he's, there's a good chance that he's available in your leagues. And if you miss on some of the more high-priority guys like Elijah Mitchell, who we'll get to in a sec, James White, can, he can do some nice things for you, and you can kind of trust him to get those 8 to 10 points and maybe score a touchdown and boom for that week. Latavius Murray? 45.5% owned. He actually got a lot of work in the second half of last night's game. I think it was because Tyson Williams, I think he got hit hard in one in one short carry, and they had to bring in Latavius Murray just for a little bit. But Murray gets the touchdown. He's worth a, a running back 3-4. I don't know if you play him against Kansas City, but I think he needs to be owned at this point. It looks like a Latavius Murray-Tyson Williams uh, backfield split. And we know Baltimore has notoriously used two running backs uh, for the most part the last few seasons, whether it's J.K. and Gus or Mark Ingram and Gus. That's just kind of how they use it. So Latavius Murray and Tyson Williams both have some standalone value. Tony Pollard, just a handcuff guy. He looked good on his few touches. So I just threw him out there. If you want, if you have the room to add a handcuff guy, he's only 40% owned. I think Tony Pollard can be a useful back. Tony Jones Jr., the Packers defense just allowed the Saints to keep running and running and running. Tony Jones Jr. looked pretty productive, and he's kind of he's kind of just a handcuff for now, but uh, I, I'm willing to see his role grow in that offense a little bit. 
Uh, and if anything happens to Alvin Kamara, Tony Jones is going to be a, a huge waiver wire priority. So he's only 15% owned. Carlos Hyde. This one's really weird. James Robinson, uh, he outsnapped Carlos Hyde, but Carlos Hyde got the more touches. So this is kind of purely a handcuff play. If anything happens to James Robinson, Carlos Hyde could be uh, in for a pretty heavy workload. I have Mark Ingram on the list here. I don't love Mark Ingram. He's How old is Mark Ingram? Let me take a look real quick. Um, and how many games do we think Mark Ingram is 31 years old? He turns 32 this season. Uh, how many games do we think the Houston Texans are going to uh, be able to give him 26 carries? I just, I don't see it very often. I know they they play Jacksonville maybe one more time, uh, but Mark Ingram, I just, I don't trust it. I'll let somebody else uh, pick up Mark Ingram there. Now, Damian Williams, uh, he looked really good on his receptions. He didn't really have a good game uh, running the ball. I think he had six carries for 12 yards, but he did have four catches on five targets. He's going to limit the upside of David Montgomery just a little bit. He's only 7.2% owned. He does play against Cincinnati. And there was one moment in the third quarter of that uh, Sunday night game where Montgomery was getting his finger looked at. He went to the locker room, came back real quick. Uh, but if anything happens to David Montgomery, Damon Williams is set up really nicely. So I know a lot of people are looking at Elijah Moore and some of these other flashy running backs, but this might be a good idea to just snag some handcuffs. And Damian Williams is kind of the top of my list of running back handcuffs here. Kenneth Gainwell, I, I do like the Kenneth Gainwell option here. He did score a touchdown. He was the clear number two. I don't even know if Boston Scott got any snaps. Let me double check this. Uh, but Boston Scott, who we thought would be the number two running back, he, he was just a non-factor. Uh, let me double check here. I want to see. Because in a blowout victory, 32-6, to six, uh, Boston Scott's not even anywhere in the box score. And let me just double check this here. Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders were the only running backs to touch the ball and to even get a snap. So Kenneth Gainwell has some massive upside here. Uh, I would probably rank him a little bit higher than Damian Williams. I wouldn't be mad if I got Kenneth Gainwell instead of Elijah Mitchell. I just know that, one, I'm getting a guy that has standalone value in a given week. And then he also, if Miles Sanders gets hurt, Kenneth Gainwell is going to be a massive uh, volume guy. So I like Kenneth Gainwell quite a bit. Cordero Patterson, he was more productive than Mike Davis on fewer touches. I know it's not great, but if you miss out on some of the top priority guys, perhaps Cordero Patterson can be of use. And then Elijah Mitchell. So what do we what do we think of Mr. Elijah Mitchell here? He's going to be, if you look on any website, he is the top waiver wire ad of the week. Uh, I just, I'm, I have questions about his long-term value. They drafted him in the sixth round, which is, uh, Kind of a shock that Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch in this one. Uh, but after Raheem Mostert gets hurt, Elijah Mitchell was the guy. He gets 35 running back snaps. The next closest was J. Michael Hasty with 16. Uh, obviously, they're going to pull up Trey Sermon for next week. And I just I don't know what's going to happen with the terms of the snap counts because uh, it is nice to see uh, him get all the carries. He had 19 for 104 and a touchdown to Michael Hasty only got one carry. So the rest of the way they ran the ball 20 times and he got 19 of them, uh, but also no catches. So if you take the touchdown away, I don't know, there's something I like Elijah more, but I just, I want to, you know, urge some, some caution because Trey Sermon is going to be added to the roster next week. And then uh, Jeff Wilson lingers. He's going to be back at some point this season. So I just, if you need a starter for this week, I think Elijah Mitchell can be your guy. Maybe the next two, three weeks, he can be your guy. Uh, but I, I'm not going to go blow a lot of my waiver wire bucks. I, I don't know if I would spend my first claim on Elijah Mitchell. I think I might wait. 
so that's my spiel on Mitchell. I don't know if you guys agree with it, but uh, Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, the other thing I noticed, he's the Bengals' backup for Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon ran the ball almost 30 times. I just don't know if that's sustainable. So if you want to pick up a handcuff, uh, Samaj P. Ryan is there. Uh, the other thing, too, I noticed for handcuffs was it was weird to see Austin Eckler uh, not get a single catch uh, in this game. You had 47 total targets from, uh, from Justin Herbert and not a single target to Austin Eckler. But I want to show you guys real quick. In terms of snap counts, the running backs behind Eckler, and we know Eckler had a hamstring thing last year. He had a hamstring kind of scare last week with the practice reports. Eckler did play 58% of the snaps, but the next running back up was Larry Roundtree III, who was their draft pick this season. He had 22 snaps for 27%. Justin Jackson, who everyone thought would be the next man up, he only had 11 snaps. So Larry Roundtree gets twice the amount of snaps, and he also got a few more touches. Let me just pull up those stats real quick. Uh, Larry Roundtree, eight carries for 27 yards. You see Justin Jackson, only one attempt and one catch. So if you want to be ahead on the Eckler potential, anything, uh, Larry Roundtree could be your guy for you. And then Jermichael Hastie's here. If you missed on Elijah Mitchell, Jermichael Hastie could still be involved. And then I have a note here that says, if Trey Sermon is dropped, add him and stash him. So this is a public service announcement. Uh, there's going to be a lot of weird moves uh, going through the waiver systems tonight. Just check your waivers and see who was cut because you might be interested in some of those guys as well. Um, so I, I'm sorry that took a while. We'll get to the receivers next, but I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back here and see what kind of questions I got um, in the chat room here. Uh, just I'm gonna hit this one up. That was the last one. So Aiden's asking start bench cut Elijah Mitchell, Ty Johnson, Ingram. Uh, this week, I will start Elijah Mitchell. I know it's the Eagles, but there's going to be a lot of points in that game. So I'm starting Mitchell. I will bench Mark Ingram, and I'm going to let Ty Johnson go. I just don't trust the Jets. Makai Beckman's out for a little bit. I think the Jets' offense might struggle. If you don't have – basically, Corey Davis is the only New York Jet you can trust at this point. Um, so just a ranking question. Hines, Damian Williams, Booker, White, Tony Jones, Gainwell. In terms of rankings, uh, I'm going to cross Booker off the list. I just, I'm not interested. If Saquon Barkley were to get injured, I guess I would be interested. But as long as Saquon's healthy, I'm not going to really care about Booker until that day comes. He, you could stash him, uh, but I just don't really see the fruit in that. Uh, Naheem Hines does have weekly value, so I like him. Uh, as far as all the guys here, I think Naheem Hines has the most value, so I'm going to go with him. Uh, Damian Williams, uh, I'm trying to remember here. What did Damian Williams do? Uh, I think he ended up with maybe six or something points. Let me just double check. So he had eight points. So like if you had to start Damien Williams and you get your eight points, I mean, that was better than a lot of, a lot of running backs this week. Um, so I like Damien, Damien Williams in this list. Uh, but to me, it's, it's Hines and James White. Those are the top two guys. I would say Gainwell is next. Damien Williams, Tony Jones, Booker. That's how I'd rank them. Uh, what should we, uh, which one should I put as my waiver wire priority? Rob Gronkowski for Jasicki or Mark Ingram? Um, Rob Gronkowski is more likely to change your season here. Um, I like Mark Ingram. I just, I don't see the long-term, I mean, we're talking again about a, a potential 32-year-old running back on a team that might only win two or three games. I think this is going to be an outlier for the Houston Texans. Uh, and just specifically this week, going up against the, the Cleveland Browns, Maybe maybe they 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 shock the Browns, but I just think they're not going to see another Jacksonville Jaguars blowout game anytime soon. So for me, the priority is Rob Gronkowski, and yes, Tyler Higby. 
I thought Tyler Higby played really, really well. In terms of snap counts, I think he played 100% of the snaps. Um, so I, I probably should have put him on the waiver wire list. I think he's somewhere in the 70% owned list. Uh, but if you can get Tyler Higby, I think here, I'm actually going to just scroll down to the tight end since we're talking about Gronk and Higby because I do have them on the list. Like These are my top two ads. If you can get Gronk or Higby, uh, please do, especially if you're like uh, Harris here and you had the, the Mike Jasicki. We can't take zeros. We cannot take a zero uh, at any position, let alone tight end. So go get Higby and uh, Rob Gronkowski. Start bench cut. Adam Troutman, James O'Shaughnessy, Max Williams. We're going to chop Max Williams. I know he plays a lot of snaps. They just don't have targets for the tight ends. Uh, it's funny because when I was doing my my charts here, uh, the tight ends here, I was like going through and then I'm like, whoa, the Tennessee Titans didn't allow a single tight end reception. And I'm like, then they played Arizona. Max Williams didn't get a catch. So uh, we're going to just cut Max Williams out of this. Uh, I think I'm going to start James O'Shaughnessy. He did get uh, double digit fantasy points week one uh, going up against Denver. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to hold on to Troutman though. Dalton's in the chat room. What's going on, Dalton? Happy Tuesday evening to you, man. Good luck on your waiver wires uh, tonight. Thanks for watching, dude. Uh, when do you think Javante Williams takes the backfield in Denver? Um, let's look at that Broncos schedule real quick. I, th I think Melvin Gordon might be pesky for a little bit yet. Uh, it, a game against the Jaguars this week, I think Melvin Gordon and Javante can both eat. A game against the Jets, it, and that's the home opener here. Week three against the Jets, that's going to probably be a good game for Javante and and Melvin Gordon. Uh, you're you're kind of waiting for an injury to happen to Melvin Gordon or any kind of like nick and bruise. Uh, but there's there's potential that if Javante with you know the the Jaguars and the Jets, Javante if he puts anything on film where the Broncos are like, oh my God, we got to get him the ball more. Uh, these two weeks are kind of tryout weeks. And I think we're going to see where Melvin Gordon and Javante sit after that. Cause then you see some tough matchups here, the Ravens, the Steelers, those are going to be two really tough games for the Broncos. So by, I think somewhere in between the Ravens and the Steelers game, we're going to see some separation from Gordon and Javante Williams. Uh, Ty Johnson clear, hate clear lead back in New York. Um, do you want the clear lead back in the New York jets? I'd, I'd rather let somebody else play with, with that, uh, especially just because that offensive line is going to be in flux. I mean, they only mustered 14 points up, uh, but I guess if you look at the snap counts, Ty Johnson did indeed lead the team in snaps, but it was only 35 total snaps. That's 54%, uh, but just 35 snaps. I don't know if I trust that. Uh, Tevin Coleman still got in there for 17 snaps. Michael Carter got in there for 16 snaps. I just won. I don't know how many points the Jets are going to score. And the fact that he's going to be dealing with Tevin Coleman, Michael Carter, and who knows, even another running back at some point here too. So I would prefer to just avoid the Jets backfield right now. If you're going to play a Jet, it's going to be Corey Davis. I'm willing to hold Elijah Moore for maybe another week or so. Uh, James White got lots of backfield catches. I think he could do that the whole season. Yes, James White. Uh, James White, we're going to get a vintage James White, James White season where he could be a top 20 back in PPR leagues. Uh, I'm looking for the New England game here. Uh, NWE, that was throwing me off. Uh, but in terms of snap counts, so like for me, I, I would rather have James White than a tie uh, than a tie Johnson, even though James White, he only played 28 snaps, but he's on a more fruitful team. I know what his role is. It's to catch four or five passes per game. Uh, so for me, snap count doesn't really matter here. You don't really see another pass catching back uh, on the, the Patriots team getting snaps. And he comes out and he's going to get 
Uh, he's going to get seven targets, six catches for 49 yards. You also know he's going to get sprinkled in uh, on the ground for a little bit here. So I like James White. I know it's not a sexy pick, but he ends up getting about 11 PPR points here, which is fine. Uh, if, if he's your emergency back, I can live with that. Uh, what's going on, Fabian? What should I do with my QBs? With two QB league, I can't add a third without dropping one, and I dropped Raheem for Harris. Um, so to pick up Jalen Hurts, so you have Hurts, Herbert, and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, to pick up Jalen Hurts, I mean, I guess rest of the season rankings, you can't have three quarterbacks on the roster. That seems crazy. Um, sure, uh, let me see here. This is this is kind of tough because uh, we're, we're talking like absolute studs here. This is a, a pretty rare question. Uh, so I'm going to ask you guys in the chat room, who would you guys rather have rest of season uh, would you rather have uh, Aaron Rodgers? And I'm going to put this in the chat room too. So we're going to try to help Fabian out here. So he's got a two QB league. And only keep two QBs. Rodgers, Herbert, or pick up Hertz. Whoa, I can't type. So I need some help from the chat room. This, this is a tough question. Uh, we're playing in an eight-team league in this one. He's already got Rodgers and Herbert on the team. Uh, if you would, if you could pick up Jalen Hurts, which one would you cut, Rodgers or Herbert? Uh, I'll let you guys help. Uh, let's help out Fabian here in the questions. Can J-Rob be a running back too this week? I think so. Um, let me just pull up this Jaguars box score real quick. So the good news is the, the Jaguars got – I mean, they got blown out in this game. They made it look a little bit better at the end. Uh, but James Robinson was still able to hit about eight fantasy points. That's going to be a floor game for him. He did outsnap Carlos Hyde pretty significantly, 47 snaps to 25 snaps. Uh, so I like that. And then you, the cool part is you didn't see another running back get any snaps. So you know it's a two-back system. Uh, we I would expect the Jaguars to play better this week, not let it get a, a, out in front of them like this. Uh, thing that really looked nice too is he got six targets uh if, if james robinson ended up catching uh he only caught three for 29 but if he if he catches five for for 32 uh you're looking at a, a 10 point day so i think he can be a top uh you know a top 20 running back he just we just need to get him more carries we, we can't be giving james robinson five carries so if, if he gets up to the 10 carries i think he's a running back a uh, top 15 top 20 running back this week i think it goes whoever has the hot hand in houston and then that's true. That is true. What sucks about Houston, though, is, you know, David Johnson is going to be the pass, passing down guy. Mark Ingram still will get a, a catch or two every now and then. But Ingram's going to lead the lead carry guy. Philip Lindsay gets kind of the intermediate carries. And then David Johnson gets uh, the receptions. So it's kind of messy. <laughs> um, yeah, we got to We got to hopefully things get sorted out in Jacksonville pretty soon. Uh, would you consider starting James White over? Him, Aiden, uh, or Javante Williams, or Rojo? Um, what, I'm confused with the question. <laughs> um, no, you're gonna, you're gonna continue. I think you're gonna maybe. I, I might start Javante Williams over over James Robinson in this one. Um, the only reason Derek Carr threw the game when he touched on was because nobody could find the Raiders kicker to get him on the field. <laughs> uh, is Robinson for AJ Brown a good trade? Sorry if I found. Nah, dude. If you. Also considering where the guys were drafted here. So I'm assuming that trade didn't go through from before. 
Uh, I still think I'm going to take AJ Brown straight up for James Robinson. Uh, I'm curious, Andrew, who you're, if you're getting rid of Robinson, who are your other running backs on your team? If you already have enough running, if say you have two quality starting running backs uh, besides Robinson, I think I would consider doing it. Uh, and I struggled this week. I was, I, I, I lost the majority of leagues. I did have some success in some others, but those were more dynasty leagues where I, I kind of had some other things built in. So, uh, but my most important league, uh, let me pull up the free league here. So this is the the fellowship free league with a handful of guys uh, in the chat room here. Uh, I, I put up a decent amount of points. I did lose the game by a few points. Uh, I lost by three points. So uh, it's a decent week. We'll get back on the track next week though. Uh, start bench cut. We're looking at tight ends. Um, this is a good question, Aiden. I'm glad you do these uh, because I got a couple of these guys on the on the sheet here for the tight ends list. So Pharaoh uh, Brown, uh, the Houston Texans tight end, Cole Komet, and CJ Uzama, who I was thinking about putting CJ Uzama on this list. I wanted to wait maybe one more week, but he goes against Chicago this week, which could be a streaming option. So uh, I do want to pull up some numbers for you guys real quick. Uh, since we are looking at it, Farrell uh, Brown here, he did go four for 67 on five targets. Uh, the interesting part of Farrell Brown here and I know, I know it's the Texans, but he did lead the team in snaps. He saw 59 snaps, 76% of the snaps. Jordan Aikens was the number two tight end with 47 snaps. So I like Farrell Brown. He's still kind of not a household name yet. I don't know if we can trust him. Uh, let me pull up the the one name that I'm going to start. It, it, I'm going to start Cole Komet because this was very encouraging what you saw week one from the Bears. So Cole Komet comes in. He gets seven targets, five catches for 42 yards. So in a PPR league, that's 9.2 fantasy points. That's fine. That's basically the same that George Kittle did this week. So 9.2 points. I'm going to take that. Now look at Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, only two targets, one catch, 11 yards. So whew, so that, that's a huge discrepancy right there. And then you come down to the snap counts. Cole Komet, 51 total snaps, uh, 74% of the Bears total snaps. And then you look at Jimmy Graham, only 14 snaps, 20%. So Cole Komet is almost tripling uh, the snap counts from Jimmy Graham. So I love Cole Komet. I think he's one of the best waiver wire pickups you can make if you need a tight end. Uh, so I'm going to start Cole Komet. Uh, let me look at uh, CJ Uzama real quick here for the Cincinnati Bengals. The 1-0 Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we're first going to look at snap counts here. If you guys remember Drew Sample last year, he kind of took over when Uzama got hurt. Uh, but 51 snaps for CJ Uzama. 35 for Drew Sample in terms of targets in production. You say Uzama with, you know, two for 35. That's still low volume here. It's nice to see Drew Sample not get a reception yet, but I'm going to wait on CJ Uzama. He's kind of the fourth or fifth target in this offense. Whereas I think Cole Komet's probably the number three target in the Bears. So we're going to use uh, Cole Komet. I'm going to bench Farrell Brown and we're going to wait on Uzama. Uh <laughs> Uh, we're talking about O'Shaughnessy here. Let me, I'm going to pull up James O'Shaughnessy real quick. Cause we're going to, I guess we're going to have to talk about him at some point. The Jaguars, I think the tight ends for the Jaguars are pretty sneaky. James O'Shaughnessy, eight total targets, six for 48. That's a 10.8 PPR day. So, I mean, you're, you're probably not going to see Trevor Lawrence throw the ball 51 times per game, but that's an interesting number. Eight out of 51 targets. Uh, that, that's a pretty good clip for the tight end. Put James O'Shaughnessy on your watch list. We'll monitor his stats. If he comes out and gets another six, seven, eight targets, I'm going to be intrigued. Um, let me see what we got here. Start bench cut. Um, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Dimes. Um, 
I'm going to start Jared Goff just because I expect the Lions to be losing the ball, uh, losing the game quite a bit. Uh, but just the way that they fought back, I think there's going to be an, a lot of opportunity for garbage time for the Detroit Lions. Their defense is probably the worst defense in the league. And the way that that offense operated, it was a lot of Jamal uh, Williams, a lot of DeAndre Swift, and a ton of TJ Hawkinson. So these are short, safe throws for Jared Goff. We'll see if, in a, if a receiver emerges, but it's clear the Lions off. Offense is going to run through the running backs and the tight ends. So I'm going to start Jared Goff. I'm going to cut Jimmy Graham or Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'll bench uh, Danny Dimes. I'll use him What with Becton. I saw him get hurt. Uh, Makai Becton, let me pull that up here for you guys. Uh, I'll just Google it. Uh, Makai Becton, I think he's out for a handful of weeks. Um, let me see here. He's out four to six weeks. He's going to have knee surgery. I don't like that. Well, who knows? Maybe we not see him back this season, but that makes me really nervous. He's their best offensive lineman. The Jets are kind of already dinged up on both sides of the ball with some of the injuries they've had. Just makes me really nervous. I, I kind of don't want any piece of that running back game. Uh, should I drop Zach Moss for Jalen Waddle, Christian Kirk, Cole Beasley, or Sterling Shepard? Okay. I think the, the quick answer is yes. And then in terms of who do we get, um, I'm assuming this is a PPR league. I think the the safest guy, okay, so like Jalen Waddle, he's part of a threesome with Miami. So he's kind of either, there's a lot to learn with Jalen Waddle. He could be the number one target on the team. He could be the number three. So he's somewhere in the one to three range. With Christian Kirk, he did get the third most amount of snaps for the Cardinals, but he was the number two target in that offense on Sunday. Cole Beasley, he actually had 13 targets. He was only one target short of Stephon Diggs' number. So Beasley had the most volume, uh, but I think Sterling Shepard is the number one receiver for that uh, New York Giants team. So uh, I'm interested in Jalen Waddle, Christian Kirk, but in terms of priority, uh, let me pull this up for you too. Cause this was interesting. So this you're looking at total snap counts for the wide receivers. Uh, look, which receivers had the most snap counts in the league. That was the Buffalo bills, Emmanuel Sanders, Stefan Diggs, both saw 79 snaps, Adam Thielen sneaky. There was 78, but number four was Cole Beasley <clears throat> with 77 total snaps. So he's going to be on the field a ton. Buffalo wants to throw the ball, man. So uh, if you're going to pick up someone for Zach Moss, Cole Beasley makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then the other guy that I like here too, I do like Sterling Shepard, uh, but he tends to be somewhat, uh, he, he's not really healthy for the full amount of season. And in terms of offenses here, would you rather have a Giants piece of the offense or a Buffalo Bills piece of the offense? There's a little bit of difference between the two, uh, but Sterling Shepard you see here, he ran 58 plays compared to a whopping 77 for Cole Beasley. So I think it's somewhere in between Cole Beasley and Sterling Shepard for me. Uh, let me see, I don't even know. Uh, so I did have Cole Beasley at the top here of the list, uh, but I have Sterling Shepard here. So it's a it's a question for you. Do you want the number one receiver for the Giants or do you want the number two receiver for the Bills? I think I might lean with the Bills. Um, I was mad about Thielen on the auto pick. <laughs> yeah, you got auto pick there. Uh, did we did we answer this question here? This is a dynasty league too, so maybe it just makes sense to pick up. Um, <clears throat> maybe if if it's dynasty league. Sure, go with Herbert and, and Jalen Hurts. So that's the youth there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I still believe in Aaron Rodgers as well. They, they get the Detroit Lions this week. It's probably going to be a big bounce back game for the Packers. Uh, but I guess if, if you're just thinking purely dynasty, Herbert and Hurts, two, like, two amazing players here that could be a lot of fun. 
uh, I guess if, if you're having a hard time with the decision, just go with the youth. Uh, we got Aiden asking here, start bench cut. Mike Williams, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers. We're going to start Mike Williams this week. Massive game for Mike Williams. Let's pull up that usage here uh, from Sunday. And all summer long, we had reports saying that uh, the team wanted to use Mike Williams kind of like a Michael Thomas. We know that the Chargers are implementing a New Orleans Saints-based offense. We saw they were comparing Eckler to Kamara and Mike Williams to Michael Thomas. And the question was like, okay, like we'll see when we believe it kind of thing, right? But Mike Williams comes out. He ends up with 61 total snaps. Keenan Allen was 67. So Mike Williams is on the field a ton. Basically three out of every four plays he was on the field. Uh, Jalen Guyton was also the clear number three receiver. Uh, so you like the snap rate usage for Mike Williams. But look at the targets. Keenan Allen, 13 targets. Mike Williams with 12. Eight for 82 and a touchdown. They're using Mike Williams kind of like Michael Thomas. Not so much as a deep vertical threat. They still used him on some of those routes. But they're letting him do some more important things like in the short and intermediate route. So I love Mike Williams, if he's available in your league, he's probably one of the easiest ads you can get. They play Dallas this week. We just saw what Tampa Bay did to this team. Mike Williams, hands down, start Mike Williams. <clears throat> We're going to bench Jacoby Myers because I want to keep him. I'll let Hunter Renfro go. I just I don't know if I, I trust the wide receiver group for Derek Carr. Really the only Raiders you want, you want Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. That's really the only trust spots for me right now. Um, let's see, Aaron Jones, Devin Cook, and Tyson Williams. Let me get back to this here. Is Alan Ro is is James Robinson for AJ Brown a good trade? And your running backs are Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, and Tyson Williams. Go get AJ Brown, man. Go get AJ Brown. Let's get roll with Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones. Both Jones is gonna bust one against Detroit. You know that. Uh, you got some Tyson Williams in the back. You can always get a number four uh, throughout the waiver wire. So go get AJ Brown. Buy low on AJ Brown right now. That's where you want to be. Is Bradley Chubb playing week two? Um. I don't know. Um, that one's a that one's a messy situation. I'm not sure what's going on here. So he was just inactive last week. <clears throat> I don't know if they're waiting for the NFL to make a decision, but we'll, we'll have to watch this throughout the week here. And uh, yes, I thought this was very interesting. Josh Jacobs, 51 snaps to Kenyon Drake's 49 snaps. Uh, Ten attempts for Jacobs, one reception, uh, and 40 total yards. Kenyon Drake. Uh, Six attempts, five receptions, 70 yards. So they both played really well. Uh, the issue is Josh Jacobs is going to be the one to get the goal line touchdown. So if you if you want to, I guess Josh Jacobs, he's going to be boom bust. He's either, if you take away his touchdowns, he's going to get you six points or he's going to get those touchdowns or the two touchdowns and get you, you know, between 16 and 18. Whereas Kenyon Drake, and I'm not sure how owned Kenyon Drake is. I'm going to assume he's pretty well owned. Uh, but his value in PPR leagues, it's he's he belongs in that James White Naheem Hines tier. Uh, let me just pull this up real quick, Mr. Drake. Kenyon Drake, he is 88% rostered, so small chance that you're gonna get him. But I, I liked what I saw from him. He got 12 points in week one. He's gonna be used as a receiver. Uh, do we see an Aaron Jones getting a 30 points game? 20 to 30 makes sense. I what was, what was frustrating is the first two quarters of that game, I guess the first half of that game, you saw a lot of Aaron Jones on the field. He's going to be used. I think this is a bounce-back game for Green Bay. So I would expect a touchdown, whether that's rushing or receiving, and hopefully they just get that offense rolling a little bit. Uh, start bench cut. 
Hollywood Brown will fuller Mike Williams. Whew, you're making it tough. That's a tough one. Um, so I want to cover the receivers real quick before we get out of here. We got about nine minutes left in the show. This one, like, technically all three of these guys should be owned, I guess, if you're playing in an eight or ten man league. I want to keep Mike Williams, I think. That's the one guy that sticks out. Will Fuller, I still don't know what I'm going to get with Will Fuller. He's kind of in a three-man race here. He could be up and down. He always gets hurt kind of thing. So I'm going to start Mike Williams. I'm going to bench Hollywood Brown, and uh, I'll let someone else deal with the Will Fuller uh, headaches. Uh, but anyways, before we get out of the show tonight, uh, just I want to cover the receivers real quick. I already talked about Mike Williams, how much I love him. If anyone cuts Marquez Callaway, he's worth a pickup. He is 74% owned. I'm expecting that to drop a little bit after a disappointing week one. Michael Pittman Jr. played a ton of snaps. Hold on to Michael, uh, Michael Pittman. I wouldn't cut him just yet. Maybe wait one or two more weeks to see what happens with him. Cole Beasley, one of the better ads I think you can get this week. He's 70% owned. I think if I had to choose between Cole Beasley and Sterling Shepard, I'm probably going to lean with Cole Beasley. Just a better offense, better uh, better opportunity for touchdowns and passing stats. Jacoby Myers needs to be owned. He's only 62% owned. Uh, I thought Jalen Reger operated pretty well as number two there. Don't let Darnell Mooney slip off your team just yet. I like the usage. Again, it was the Rams defense. Pretty tough. I'm going to give Elijah Moore. I know I've talked badly about the Jets tonight, but uh, I think Elijah Moore, we still need to see what he can do. I did like the usage. He just needs more targets. <clears throat> Nelson Aguilar. Proved to be the clear number two wide receiver for the for the Patriots. He does have a nice connection with Mac Jones. Sterling Shepard, though, it, like if you're watching the show, there's a 25% chance that Sterling Shepard, uh, or I guess a 75% chance that Sterling Shepard is available for you. He would be the best option, I think, if you could pick somebody up. Uh, the rookie wide receivers here, Terrace Marshall and Rondell Moore. If you guys, uh, one thing that I'm known for, if you've been watching my show, is I like to be one week ahead on my waiver wire. So like. The guys that we're picking up this week, are we going to start them right away? I don't know. Sometimes I, I like to have one spot on the end of my roster where I pick a guy up. And if Terrace Marshall Jr. or Rondell Moore are uh, just hanging around the waiver wire, I'm going to collect those guys. I think the usage was really good for both of them. Terrace Marshall just missed out on some red zone touchdowns. And Rondell Moore, uh, he had a double-digit PPR day in his debut. And uh, I just don't know if I trust A.J. Green to stay healthy or productive for the full season. And I think it's clear you want to be a part of that Arizona Cardinals offense. I didn't uh, I didn't talk much about Christian Kirk yet. We'll get to him in a sec. But I like Rondell Moore a lot as a stash. Brian Edwards, if you did draft Brian Edwards, uh, he, he was frustrating the first half. No targets, no catches. But the second half, especially the fourth quarter and overtime, he proved to be a hold. So if, if he's on your waiver wire and you can get him, uh, maybe you pick him up tomorrow morning. Uh, but Emmanuel Sanders, this is kind of a sneaky one because we were looking at those snap counts before. Uh, Sanders had the most snaps out of anybody. We saw he had a foot injury coming into this game, but he got out of this one healthy. Again, if you want a piece of that Buffalo offense, you miss out on Cole Beasley or Sterling Shepard. Emmanuel Sanders is free. He still had a nice high floor game of about eight PPR points, so keep an eye on Sanders. And then Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I know this is a tough sell for you guys, but he led the team in targets on Sunday. Eight total targets. Devontae Adams had seven. They want to use Marquez Valdez-Scantling more, so that's clear to me. Maybe Detroit is a get-right game for the entire Grimmay Packers offense. Christian Kirk, if you want to get a piece of the Cardinals offense, he should. he's going to be available in the majority of leagues. Uh, I wouldn't mind having him on my bench. I'm not saying to start him this week, but let's get some more information on this Cardinals offense. Diami Brown could be a stash, kind of like the rookie receivers I just mentioned above. Zach Paschal, 
if you needed to play someone uh, as an emergency wide receiver, I guess Pascal would be fine. Uh, we didn't even talk about, uh, I'm sorry that we didn't even talk about the options behind Jerry Judy. That's KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick. Uh, Judy's going to be out four to six weeks, maybe more. Tim Patrick uh, came in as the, the relief guy right away. Tim Patrick was also kind of running with the starters to begin with. We know Cortland Sutton's not 100% just yet. So the pecking order, I think it's kind of a 1A and 1B situation where Cutton is kind of the A and uh, Patrick is kind of the B and then KJ Hamler is going to be the slot receiver. So if you can get your hands on Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler, I highly recommend doing so. Van Jefferson, I thought he looked really good and there was kind of interesting here. Robert Woods, his snap counts were weird. Uh, congratulations if you if you drafted Cooper Cup because he is the clear winner of this wide receiver group. Cooper Cup ran 49 routes or 49 snaps. That's good for 94%. Robert Woods only 77%, but Van Jefferson, the clear number three at 69%, Deshaun Jackson around 27. So again, if you want to just collect good players on good offenses, Van Jefferson, interesting. Quez Watkins, we'll keep an eye on him. Deontay Harris, I don't love the Saints passing attack. We'll keep an eye on him. Uh, but again, Tim Patrick. Um, and then Cedric Wilson. Michael Gallup's going to be out three to five weeks. You're going to see Cedric Wilson slide right into the Gallup role. I also think the tight ends in Dallas could be some uh, of some use. Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin. And then uh, earlier in the show, we had a K.J. Osborne question. I thought this was really interesting. If you look at the wide receiver stats, K.J. Osborne, he ran 67 total snaps. Uh, this last weekend, that was like top 15 for wide receivers. He also got 14 fantasy points. So he had seven catches for 77 yards, nine targets. Just someone to keep an eye on. He's the rate. Uh, the, the Vikings need a number three wide receiver. This is a second year player that's kind of built like a running back, kind of like a poor man's LaVisca Chenault. So I like KJ Osborne as a deep, deep sleeper. Uh, and then tight ends real quick. Gronk Higby, go get him if you can. Uh, <clears throat> Jared Cook's probably the next best guy, especially for this week going up against Dallas. I expressed uh, how much I like Cole Komet. If you're kind of in a desperate situation, you could start Gerald Everett against Tennessee or Tyler Conklin against the Cardinals. Uh, but Dawson Knox, Jawan Johnson, kind of guys that I just wouldn't mind putting on my bench to wait and see. Uh, if you need a desperation start, Dalton Schultz against the Chargers, David Njoku, uh, and then maybe James O'Shaughnessy there. Uh, let me see what we got here. Do you think... Watson will ever play, or do you think he will be traded? The, mm. So with Watson, I don't think he's ever going to play a snap for the Texans again. If he's going to play in 2021, he needs to be traded. Uh, but I think if that's going to happen, a, a team's got to get desperate, like a, a contending team. Like if, if, if someone gets hurt, uh, say Daniel Jones gets hurt. We, we don't think the Giants are contending, but if, if Daniel Jones gets lost for the season, that's kind of what it's going to take. It's going to take a team with a big injury to the quarterback that you're like, okay, what do you want for Deshaun Watson? We'll go all in for it this year, but we're going to take a, a discount on him. So I think it's going to have to be a trade. Uh, I just, for me, just with the morals, I, I just, I don't, I don't want Deshaun Watson on my team. KJ Osborne is worth a stash. I, I like KJ Osborne. I, I was watching some stuff uh, and looking deep into the KJ Osborne files this summer. They were secretly raving about KJ Osborne in OTAs, like in May and in June. Uh, apparently he he was one of those guys that turned heads from rookie year to sophomore year and you, you look at the snap counts for Minnesota and then you realize Minnesota's defense is still not very good they're going to probably be throwing the ball a little bit more than we anticipated um, just look at these wide receiver snaps Adam Thielen 78 snaps Justin Jefferson 76 
KJ Osborne with 67. That's 81%. The next closest receiver is the ghost of D.D. Westbrook here with 15 snaps. So it's clear, like they want KJ Osborne as their kind of slot receiver there. So I'm interested. I don't, I don't know if uh, I would start him, but against Arizona, if if he gets another double digits, I'm I'm interested in if he scores a touchdown. That's when people are going to start talking about it. So uh, I like it. Uh, thank you very much. Mocks for basketball. I might have to. Maybe this weekend. I'm not. I have a, I have a busy weekend this weekend. I have some people coming. We're going to a show on Saturday. Uh, so our our well, no Saturday live stream this week. We'll be doing a, probably a live stream on Friday. But uh, I, I'm going to try to maybe get one in this week. Otherwise, next week. I think next week would be the week I start pumping out some basketball videos. Um, Stash Watson, if you want. He's not IR eligible, so I don't like that. Uh, but if you want Watson, uh, go for it. Stash him. I just. Uh, I, just, I don't want to hold on to him. I don't want to, to burn a spot. Uh, Edwards or Osborne? Um, that one's tight. I mean, technically, Brian Edwards is kind of the number three target in that offense, whereas KJ Osborne's kind of the number three. Osborne shows a higher floor right now. Um, I like both. Give me, give me Edwards for now because. Uh, I just I know a little bit more about Brian Edwards. I want to see more from KJ Osborne yet, but I I, I think both guys <clears throat> can be a hold at the moment. <clears throat> Should I? Uh, what's going on mentality? Should I give up James Robinson, Julio, Tunyon, and Chubb for Zeke, Aaron Jones, Metcalf, and Mark Andrews? Whew. So you're getting Aaron Jones, Metcalf, Zeke compared to Robinson and Chubb. Okay, so do we like? I think you go do I think you do this trade. If you're if you're collecting Zeke, Jones, Metcalf, and Andrews, I'm gonna take that side because uh, for me, give me so like just one for one, James Robinson or Ezekiel Elliott, I want Zeke. Julio versus DK Metcalf, I want Metcalf. Um, Chubb or Aaron Jones, to me that's a split. They're both fantastic. And then you got Tunyon versus Andrews, that's kind of a split. So it comes down to that Metcalf versus Julio. I'm with Justin here. I'm gonna take that trade, get Zeke, Aaron Jones, Metcalf. And Mark Andrews. So uh, I don't know. That's going to wrap up tonight's show. We've been going live for an hour. I thank you guys all in the chat room. This was a fun show. We'll be doing this uh, every Tuesday night uh, going forward. I just want to shout out my defenses real quick. If you guys can get New Orleans Saints defense, they're probably the easy start this week against Carolina. Uh, and then the Cleveland Browns will be my next option. So I hope you guys, uh, you know, get your get your guys tonight, man. Waiver Wire Tuesdays are always a lot of fun. I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me. Uh, I appreciate you guys. You guys make the show go. Thank you guys. Uh, Justin, Aiden, we had Andrew Manning. Uh, we had Fabian in the chat room tonight. Just a lot of new people too. Mentality. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, sports dogs somewhere in there. We got two, three, four, two, three hanging out with us again tonight. So thank you guys so much. Uh, have a good rest of your evening. Hope you guys do well on your wires and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.